Thanks for checking out Scotty's Hobbies and also Scotty's Auto Talk. That is where you have landed right now. So this is an area or a space on the interweb or whatever you want to call it for you guys to ask questions on automotive vehicles, maintenance, um, small jobs, big jobs, if you should uh, even repair a vehicle, stuff like that. So if you have any questions pertaining to a vehicle, uh, make sure you shoot me a email to the real Scotty's Hobbies at Gmail, or you could send me a text at 925-418-5096, and also call me on that same number. I don't always answer, and you can leave a message. So getting in today's uh, topic, or the topic we're going to go over right now, is I get asked a lot if we should even work on our own vehicles, or what should we do uh, in the sense of like how far we should go on working on our own cars at home. So we're going to go over that right now. There is a lot of stuff uh, you could do on your vehicle, uh, on your own, at home, that doesn't take a lot of tools or a huge investment to get these jobs done in the first place. So we should all have a basic mechanics tool set. Uh, if you're even thinking about doing something uh, such as a automotive repair on your vehicle. So those could be found in the description of this uh, video or podcast that's going to be loaded up. Make sure you look on there to find the tools that you really need. And also just get these together before you start doing any work on your vehicle. You don't want to get stuck and have to go try to find something and not be able to find it that day or night and you're stuck without your vehicle. So uh, make sure you have the proper tools when you do these uh, processes. So should I work on my own vehicle? There's a lot of stuff that we could do, such as your oil change. Do you want to do your oil change at home? I like to do mine personally at home, but in my opinion, I'm not saving time or money doing it. I'm more so just having the assurance in my mind uh, that the job is getting done correctly. So I know I'm putting my air filter, my air filter, my oil filter on properly. I know I'm cleaning off the surfaces when I put the oil filter on. I know I'm changing the oil drain plug gasket every time, uh, stuff like that. So I like to do my own oil change at home. But on the downside, here's the part that I hate and that I feel that doesn't make it worth actually doing at home is getting rid of the oil, properly disposing it, and also properly caring for it while it's at your house and then getting it to a certified recycle or dump center. So that is like the total turnoff for the oil change for me. If you're going to keep up on the oil change and do the oil change as uh, suggested by your manufacturer, you'll be able to find that in the maintenance schedule of how often you should really be changing your oil. If you're doing that at the dealership, which is really expensive, or at a quick loop center that's just doing your oil and filter, and topping off your fluids for like 30, 40 bucks. In my opinion, that is way worth it. When you get into different repairs, even as small as an air filter, when you're at the quick lube center getting the oil filter and a lube done, you're gonna be sold or try to be sold extra services. So the air filter is one of them. That's a super common one. Should you have them do it or have somebody do it, pay to have somebody do it? That's up to you on this one as well. You could usually pick up an air filter for half or maybe a third of the cost that you're going to buy at a quick loop center that's going to install it uh, in your vehicle for you. They usually install them for free. Sometimes they charge 20 bucks or some small price like that. So on this, it's a give and take. 
I like to get a better air filter so they cost me a little bit more and I like to change them more often. So if I was going to a quick loop center and having them replaced in the long run, it would cost me a little bit more uh, doing it that way than doing a more expensive filter at home every 30,000 miles or so. And that is a little bit excessive. So I would do the air filter at home on my own. What about the cabin air filter? That is the air uh, filter that filters the air coming into the cabin. It gets pollutants out, it gets pollens out, uh, it could trap viruses and such, uh, but don't depend on it for that. So the cabin air filter, all the time, if yours is accessible, this one is gonna be worth doing on your own. Often you get charged to have these replaced at quick loop centers or at a mechanic repair shop or the dealership you get charged a little bit extra because sometimes it's just a little bit extra effort to get it done. And people like to charge for that. So the cabin air filter, I have a ton of videos on them. They're usually accessible if you know where they're at. And you're going to save a lot of money purchasing your own. On top of being able to purchase your own or knowing what's going in there, you can buy a different type of cabin air filters. Some of them clean the air a little bit better than the cheaper ones. Some of them put different scents into the air. Uh, there's different type of cabin air filters. So make sure you get the best one that suits your needs in this case as well. I replace mine every three to five months, depending on the current weather situation. So when it's real smoky here in California, I'll replace mine every two months. I've already replaced it, I would say, two times in the last five months because it's been really smoky this year uh, and they're really dirty. But I have bad allergies and I get asthma and stuff. So in my situation, I feel it's best for me to excessively replace them with good filters. And just know my HVAC system is going to blow a little bit easier and I'm going to breathe a little bit easier. So cabin air filters, I recommend replacing those on your own if you have easy access to them. And like I said, check out my video library and see if I have a video on how to replace your cabin air filter on your vehicle. And there should be links to purchase cabin air filters and upgraded filters as well in those videos or in the description of those videos. Moving on to the PCV. Is this a part that uh, you should do on your own? A lot of older vehicles, I should say a lot of vehicles, period. You could do this on your own. The PCV valves used to run about three to four or five bucks, but they're ending up being more expensive now. I'd say an average price is going to be around $9 for your PCV valve, unless it's a specialty and it gets up there um, into specialty systems on the PCV. But it's usually worth doing your PCV valve on your own at home. Uh, all I feel, again, to ensure that I'm getting a proper job and to make sure that the hoses go into it are all good. Again, that's just including being in a proper job. Your PCV valve should be replaced about every 30 to 50,000 miles. It varies on the make and model of your vehicle. And if you look in your vehicle maintenance schedule, it should tell you when to replace your PCV valve. If you look in my video library, I have a ton of videos on PCV valve locations and a few on replacing those PCV valves. I don't always have a vehicle that I am replacing them on, so it's hard to get a video replacement on every single one. But knowing the location of the PCV valve will speed up your uh, remove and repair, or sorry, remove and replace process way uh, faster or speed it up a lot when you know where the part's at. So make sure you check out my library on the PCV valve. 
you can get those done at quick loop centers. Some of them are like a quick press in, press out. If they're going to sell it to you for under $10 and put it in for free, it might be worth your time to do it that way. Or in my case, again, I like to replace them every 30,000 miles or so. Kind of excessive on my Chevy Tahoe, Silverado, and my Acura, and the Highlander. But every 30, 40,000 miles, I like to replace my PCV valve. That's a little excessive, but again, check your vehicle maintenance schedule to see when you should be replacing these valves, um, PCV valves, that is. Uh, they're real easy. They are a huge insurance of making your engine last longer. Uh, what they do is allow positive crankcase uh, gases built up from the combustion process to escape through that valve into the intake and be reburnt and burnt through the combustion process and through the tailpipe and such instead of being built up in the engine or sorry yeah in the engine in the head and blowing seals or gaskets somewhere so the pcv valve is actually a really important thing to replace i should have another podcast on um, the pcv valve and uh, what it can do and can't do uh, to your vehicle. So make sure you stay tuned on these podcasts, like, subscribe, and share. Tell everybody about these. Please check out Scotty's Hobbies uh, for a lot of stuff covering what we're going over right now. Moving on to a little bit more difficult stuff. Uh, when you go, let's say, do a tune-up, a lot of vehicles, uh, the tune-up is very easy to do. I have a lot of it in my uh, video library as well. But there are some vehicles where you have to remove the intake manifold. You have to do some crazy work to actually just get to the spark plugs. So in this question or scenario, it's hard to say uh, or put it all in a category of should I do my own tune-up. You have to kind of ask what kind of vehicle you have. So if you have a basic four-cylinder, let's say a Camry, uh, I believe the four-cylinder Mazda's. Actually, I would say all four-cylinders darn near, you could take care of on your own. Uh, they do vary on what kind of type of spark plug you need to put in your vehicle. So that is the only reason I like to do my own uh, tune-up at home is because I know what plugs are going to go in. I know my gap is going to be proper. I know my torque specifications are going to be proper, so I'm not going to lose any threads in my head, which makes my engine last longer. Um, and I know that everything is going to be reinstalled properly, not too tight. I'm not going to end up with a bunch of broken bolts or stripped out holes. So I like to do my tune-up on my vehicles. But like I said, I think it is like a Ford Escape, uh, the early 2000s. On those, you got to remove the intake manifold, I believe it is. I could be wrong. Correct me if I am. With those, I would not recommend doing on your own if you're uh, a novice to this or just getting started on your vehicle or doing your maintenance on your vehicle. If you'd like, you could send me pictures to therealscottyshobbies at gmail.com and ask. Be like, hey, this is my vehicle. Here's my question about it. Should I do a tune-up on this? Does this valve look bad? Does this hose look right? You could send me stuff like that as well, and I could answer it. Uh, we could put that on a future podcast, get you on here. So tune-ups, I usually do them on my own. All my vehicles I personally do. And um, again, more so to make sure I know what's going on my vehicle. Usually, you can get the spark plugs for the cheaper ones, about $8 a piece. When you get up to the iridiums or platinums, uh, platinum iridium, whatever they're going to have next, laser, whatever, uh, you could get up into like $25, $30 I've seen each. I think there's even some Ford ones that run around 40 bucks each. But in general, on my 
Acura, Silverado, Tahoe, and the Highlander, I think, were all Iridium plugs by now. And they're about $12 a piece on all the vehicles. So it's really not that bad. It could save you a lot of money. I just spoke to a guy somewhere here in California. Uh, he had a 2005 Scion, and he got charged, I think it was $380 for a tune-up and a hose replacement. So it is a little high, I think. If you do it somewhere else, you might be able to save yourself some money. Save yourself some money, that is. Um, but, again, you know what's going on your vehicle. If you watch the videos and get everything down right, you could do the proper torque specs. You just know it's, it's done right. It gives you a little bit of assurance just knowing that you did it. You know it's not going to fall apart. And uh, it just makes you feel better when you're all done. You're like, heck, yeah, my car runs way better uh, just because I did this. It wasn't anything else. So I personally like working on my own vehicle for that feeling as well. Should I work on my own car? Hopefully that answers a lot of your questions uh, or that question in different variations. If it did, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Tell everybody about these podcasts that are going to be coming out. And if you have any questions, uh, make sure you feel free, like I said, email me, therealscottyshobbies at gmail.com. You can send me pictures and circle stuff. What's this? Does this look right? Uh, you could ask me about uh, codes for uh, in the OBD2 system and see if I could give you a, a good explanation or maybe help you on that diagnostic process. Check out my videos. I have a lot of helpful ones out there. And if you need something or if you think there's a video that I'm missing, make sure you let me know. Get a hold of me. I'll talk to you about your problem. Hopefully we can figure it out. Leave me a voicemail. This is going to be... Whoops. Don't touch that, I guess. Leave me a voicemail at 925-418-5096, and uh, we'll get you on there. So like, subscribe, share. I will see you guys on the next hopefully helpful video, and I will be talking to you guys on the next Scotty's Talks. Thanks again.